Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Instant take. Up yours downstairs. That's right. Downton Abbey, season six, episode four, mm-hmm. number one. <laughs> uh, there was much rejoicing. <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, quite the bit of rejoicing. Uh, Matthew Good is back, y'all. Yes. Matthew Good. He's so attractive. Kelly had a very, very strong reaction. I <laughs> almost paused the episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so very delighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Good is back. Yeah. Uh, he, as it turns out, coincidentally, is the nephew of our favorite Lady Shackleton. Yeah. Who famously told Mosley that she hopes that he soon gets back to whatever sort of work he's suited for. <laughs> right. Lest we forget her shining moments. And I, again, I love that actress, Harriet, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Walter? Mm. Maybe. But, you know, she did uh, Law & Order UK. She right, right. is the awful Fanny uh, Dashwood uh, in right, right, Sense right. of Sensibility. Um, no, and it's like, oh, that's a silly coincidence, but it is the English aristocracy. It is. Like, well, and he It is, we, in fact, a small world. As we learn, he's like 40th in line for whatever title. Right, right. Um, because, of course, immediately after they've all dined, <laughs> uh, the Dowager and Lady Shackleton are, you know, handicapping right. the marriage prospect <laughs> here. Uh, and Lord Grantham acts all shocked. Right. And I'm like, do you remember season one? <laughs> That's all you did. You tried to make Anthony Strallen marry her. Yeah. Or vice versa, yeah, I guess. Yeah. At any rate, so he is a race car driver. He is. Uh, race cars are his passion and his life. Yeah. Um, which I really think that is probably gonna be a deal breaker for Mary. It might be. Like, if you've already buried one husband from a car accident who, you know, statistically speaking, was a lot less likely to <laughs> die in a car accident. To be fair, I never really think about Matthew anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. They talked about every other dead person on the show in <laughs> yeah. this episode except for Matthew. And his mom is right there. They've they've talked about Mr. Pamuk more recently <laughs> than they have talked about Matthew. <laughs> Julian Fellows is so mad at Dan Stevens. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so at any rate, that's going on. Mary goes to dinner with him in London, mm-hmm. and, uh, she's like, I, you know, I hope you're going to make a pass. And he's like, well, are you gonna say yes? And she's like, no, but I will very much enjoy the process. Yeah. And it was, it was great. great. Yeah. Um, that happened. Hospital woes yeah, continue. That's still going on. I don't hate it, even though it's the same argument literally every week. And I yeah. think it's just because all of the actors involved, are so excellent. Yeah, and I felt like, you know, well, I felt this like... Is, this is why Lady Shackleton is brought in. Right, right. Uh, the Dowager thinks she's going to, like, help her. Uh-huh. But, like, when push comes to shove, Lady Shackleton's like, I do not care. Right. I'm not part of this. And yeah. now my nephew might be boinking their daughter. <laughs> Indeed. We've all got to deal with that. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought that the Dowager, like, made her case slightly better this week. Like, I think it's still the wrong case. It is still the wrong but... case. But, I mean, there's ways... You know, if they have to give up control, there are checks and balances that they can put in place. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, pointed out, like, the hospital is not going to be thrilled that it's taking them this long to do what's going to happen anyway. Right, you right. Know? Yeah. Um, Rosamond has come up as well mm-hmm. to sort of... Be involved in that Well, somehow? but she also was meeting her friend oh, who's on right. the board of this women's college, yeah. which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, 
some really great uh Edith and Rosamond stuff this episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh Anna's pregnancy. So yeah. Anna's pregnant and has some pains, mm-hmm. uh, which are bad news. Right. Uh but luckily Mary rushes her to London mm-hmm. to go see Dr. What's his fuzz. Yeah. Um well, let's call him Dr. T after <laughs> Dr. T and the women. Sure, that makes sense. I think he was a gynecologist. No, he was. I remember. I always get that movie and um, the one with Mel Gibson where you can hear Helen Hunt's thoughts. Oh, yeah. I get those. I think it's the same, like Nancy Myers. Oh, uh, yeah. That or, makes you sense. know, somebody like that. Sure, sure. Um, anyway, so they rush off to London. Luckily, Tom is there. Uh, Branson. Yeah, yeah Not yeah. you. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was not present. It was a whole, uh, you know situation yeah uh so he drives them into york so they can get the late train blah 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 they're able to see the doctor like at dawn mm-hmm. and he is able to prevent the miscarriage and put in the stitch that he had that he spoke about promised yeah um so that is all fine anna's told mr bates that they're pregnant and yeah. it actually is very cute yeah yeah um yeah, so that was good. Yeah, that was that's uh, pretty straightforward. Yeah, unlike every other plot, I'll say this episode m- was much harder to divide up into the little sections. Yeah, it was like extremely we do. Like, plot was very, heavy, but everything was very much intertwined. Yeah, it was it was kind of different, almost of a style for well, the show. Well, because Barrow in charge. Yeah, Barrow in charge <laughs> of our days and our fights. Yeah, so with uh, the Carsons off on their honeymoon. The underbutler becomes the butler. And, spoiler alert, does not go well. <laughs> right. Uh, I know we're all shocked that Thomas assuming any degree of power uh, is bad news, which yeah. we already explored in season two. <laughs> um, so he is just swanning it up and being a dick to literally everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's eventually dressed down by Lord Grantham, who's yeah. like, you know... I don't appreciate unkindness and Carson is a kind man. That is why people are loyal to him. And basically like, you might want to think about that for when we fire you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And that was great. Just the end of that conversation. Like he's like, yes, I, I did definitely just accidentally tell Barrow that we're firing him. And then just like shrugs his shoulders. Like, no, no, the way I'm like, he's never going to think about this conversation again, but (laughs) like, it's going to keep Thomas awake at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's just a jerk and nobody's happy that he's the butler. He does actually, he have, does have a good scene. He's got a great scene with Baxter where he seems human. Mm-hmm. And he's just talking to her and she's like, you know, she envies him because he doesn't care what other people think. And he's mm-hmm. like, you're wrong. I do mind a lot what people say. Yeah. No, um, and there's just, there's a lot that, that the actor does with the mm-hmm. role that I like a lot. And it's just a weird role that doesn't. I just wish, I wish the relationship between him and Baxter could have been different than what it was. Yeah. Because yeah. she's actually quite a good actress. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that she's been stuck in this just awful, awful plot line. Yeah. Um, next up, for the love of God, Daisy. <laughs> Now, we get a lot of great rejoinders from Mrs. Patmore mm-hmm. calling her Madame Defarge and Karl Marx. <laughs> right, and right. And that's hilarious. But, like, Daisy's gotten herself all worked up mm-hmm. because uh, Thomas tells her that the family aren't going to give you tree to farm to Mr. Mason. Right. This is all hearsay. Mm-hmm. She decided that they were going to do it based again on hearsay. Yeah. And you, over the objections of people like uh, Molesley being like, uh, you might want to hold up. And she's like, nope. 
This has definitely been promised so to me. she makes up her mind at yeah. the end of the dinner, at the end of the show, that she's going to march in and really give Lady Grantham a piece of her mind. Yeah. And literally the entire downstairs staff is They like, all gather around They're to like, literally, please. And Mrs. Padmore's like, you're a trained cook. You could work anywhere, but not without a reference. Yeah. It is, ugh, it's terrible. Yeah, it really and is. And anyway, luckily... um. Well, because earlier in the episode, she makes her case to Branson. In in a very normal, sane way. Yeah, in exactly the way that she should have attempted to make the case before. And that works. (sighs) Mm -hmm. And it works, you know, even as she's making up her mind to go on a, like, uh, what's-his-name-on-network-style rant. (laughs) (laughs) Howard something? Yeah. Yeah, you all know who I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, she's mad as hell and she's not going to take it anymore. Yeah. Um, I just realized the plot of Network is also the plot of that episode of Black Mirror that Sybil's in. I guess that's true. I've forgotten most of Black Mirror. Don't apparently. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So good news. Mr. Mason gets you tree farm. Well, and she points out to Branson. She's like, you know, my, my husband left this house to go give his life for his country. You know, we should take care of him and blah, blah, blah. Right. And Branson sensibly is not like, you know, you didn't like him. Because <laughs> she really did not like him. She really like did him. not. Well, she but, likes his dad. Yeah, yeah. And fair enough. Um. Anyway, so great. Mr. Mason gets you tree farm. Yeah. Presumably the pig family will never be heard from again. <laughs> yeah. And we're all the better for it. Indeed. Uh, Lord Grantham, this is a very small thing, but his mystery chest pains are increasing in frequency. And I think they're punking us. <laughs> I mean, No, maybe. there's been a lot of discussion online right. that, oh my God, he's going to die. And we were saying at brunch today mm-hmm. that, you know, that's sort of the prestige drama thing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is a soap opera. Yeah. I feel like... They're going to be telegraphing him dying, and then it's going to be somebody else that dies. Right. And they'll Possibly all be gathered the around. Dowager. And it's going to be like, hey, we got you a new heart. You're fine, or whatever. Yeah, we got it from the pigs. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I was, I was just thinking. I'd like there to be a subplot for the rest of the season where the quality of their pigs just plummets. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only one that understood their ways. <laughs> I mean, honestly? Yeah. I, I mean, That is what would actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard nothing about a replacement pig man. No. It's Lord of the Flies down there, and they're all piggy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Lord Grantham is like having chest pains, and then, you know, McGee is like, your chest pains. And he's like, don't start. And I'm like, you could die. Yeah. Remember when you couldn't drink for all those months? Maybe you should do that again. Yeah. Well, we all had said, a great Christmas. He said he was going to cut out port. It was like, well, I'm going to have, I'm going to stop having my sixth drink of the night. We'll <laughs> see how that goes. Well, that is exactly the kind of solution I like to come up with. <laughs> um, Sergeant Willis's contractually obligated plotline. I think he's sleeping with either Fellows <laughs> or Neem or possibly both. Why is he still here? Yeah. So the mysterious man uh, who, who's named, by the way, Mr. Coyle. Uh, like Brendan Coyle? Yeah. So I'm like, is that... A dig? It may well, be. Well, I mean, they really have shat on his entire plot line. <laughs> they so have. maybe he's a real dick in real life. It may be true. Uh, at any rate, he comes back to Downton, and much like the viewing audience, Mrs. Patmore is like, what now? <laughs> yeah. She's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, so he tells Miss Baxter that Mr. Coyle has been picked up mm-hmm. for theft, 
or something. Yeah. And he's never been convicted, but he's been very close to crimes that are precisely the crime that she was imprisoned for. Right, right, right. And so he's like, you know, we need you to come in and testify as a character witness. And she's like, do I have to? But I have to resist everything for no reason. (laughs) But then this plot line would be over. Yeah. And God forbid. Yeah. So anyway, um, Molesley is in there with her when she's speaking to the sergeant. Mm -hmm. And then Molesley goes behind her back to say to McGee, who must be getting awfully sick of these direct appeals. No, it's like, yeah. It's getting egregious. Yeah. Um, So anyway, she says something about his Baxter. I think Baxter eventually decides she's going to testify so that... And we've, we've discovered that two of the women, uh, are now prostitutes when it's dead. It's just, he's yeah. ruined their lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even Molesley is like, she's like, oh, you know, I don't want, um, she says she doesn't want other women ruined the way he ruined her. And Molesley's like, you're not ruined. I love you. <laughs> but she's like, he changed me. Like I used to be able to move half of my face. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she's going to do that. Um, great. Yeah. So fine. Suck at Mr. Coyle. Gwen! Yes. Gwen! Gwen, everybody. Like, I probably should have put that second after I, Matthew You should good. have, yeah, but this is how things work yeah. out. Um, this it's is our second half take. highlight okay. of the instant take. So, we had even forgotten about the last week, or the next uh, week right, on. Right, 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 right. Um, so, a couple is driving up to Downton Abbey, and it's some mustache guy and, and it is, Gwen. Yeah, and the mustache guy is the one we mentioned earlier that uh, Rosamond, Rosamond was there to meet. Because he's on the board of this college. He's yeah. the treasurer. Yeah. And Rosamond, in part, is there to meet him and also... Um, introduce edith to him so that edith as well can be on their board of trustees yes um rosamond and edith are basically living out made to order yeah. they just don't have maids right or i mean they may oh, i'm sure they have some i mean madge left yeah so, so who knows at any rate so they show up thomas uh answers the door as acting butler mm-hmm. and is a dick uh yeah. anna sees her and immediately they it have is. a squealy girl moment right and like, right her right. husband like doesn't put anything together <laughs> yeah he seems kind of dumb he does actually so anyway they go in and meet everybody and mary's like pardon me but have we met before and gwen's like i don't really want to be here as your former maid yeah she's like this isn't about me and, well, and isabel's like i'd like to hear mrs harding's story <laughs> in her manic you know, up with women way. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're all at luncheon, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of chatter downstairs, and Daisy's all bitter in a way that is very unflattering. Yeah, yeah. Um, but downstairs, they're like, oh, you know, do you well, think she'll no, come down? Thing. And Like we were saying, Sophie McShear has just gotten so pretty over the years. She really has gotten so pretty. Yeah, and it's a shame that her character has been really weak this season mm-hmm. in particular, but... I think they're setting her up with Andy. Yeah, there is a hint of that. Yeah, so great. Because Andy says he wants to live a country life, and now Daisy's got a farm. Yeah. I mean, she has historically had a farm, but the farm was in jeopardy. Yeah, and I mean, we're four episodes in, and they haven't figured out anything to do with Andy yet. Yeah. Um, Okay, so they're all in at luncheon, and then... I can't remember exactly how he gets into it, so make sure to tune in for the full recap for the blow-by-blow. Blow. Right. But basically, Thomas is like, oh, don't you remember when you were a housemaid here? And literally, like, you know, record scratch. Yeah. Everybody feels like a dick. Yeah. Because they have been being dicks to her. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, and she fucking dresses him down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says, you know. Because he, yeah, because he, like, says something like, oh, you remember. And then he goes on to say about being a housemaid, and she's like, 
thank you, Mr. Barrow. Uh-huh. I can tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. And she fucking schools everybody in a way that we had forgotten about and moved us to tears. Yeah. Uh, about how Sybil is the one who helped her become a secretary mm-hmm. and got her her first job. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, we were being assholes. Um, <laughs> As we well, and even her husband didn't death. realize that yeah. she'd been in service. Well, I think he, uh, he knew. He, yeah, he, he knew she, that she'd been a housemaid, and she didn't know she was coming. Right? Because Anna was like, "Why didn't you tell us?" And she's like, "I literally did not know we were coming." He said, "Painswick." Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, she schools him, and that's what prompts Lord Grantham to be like, "Fuck you, Barrow." Right. Now, right. where's my pants? <laughs> 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 no, Lord Grantham is such a fucking dope now. Yeah. He's like he's like the dad on the Berenstein Bears at this point. <laughs> where you're like, Papa, can you are you okay? Can you do anything? Nope. Um, okay, Branson exists now. Right. He's back and he is chubby. Yeah. Um he, uh... gotten fat on that Benedict Cumberbatch leavings, I guess. <laughs> so he is back. No babies this episode. No. And very fewer good outfits. Mary in particular. I actually this was yeah. funny because I said Mary looked like Jane Eyre. <laughs> yeah. And then uh Aunt Rosamond made a Jane Eyre joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, synergy. So he's back. Mary's like, we could be co-agents of the estate. He's like, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, but his interest is piqued by, uh, Matthew Good. Yeah. Who has a name. Henry Tolbit? Talbot? Maybe. Toolbit. We'll learn Toolbit. <laughs> so Toolbit. Uh, cause if I have to say Matthew Good every time, I'm just gonna hyperventilate. <laughs> Toolbit. It's gonna, no, it's gonna be like Jean Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> That actually is basically what I did. It really is. When he came on the screen. Yeah. I couldn't even believe it. No. I couldn't believe it. You were amazed. Well, they didn't say it, you know, they tricked us. Yeah. Um, so he says he might be interested in working on cars. Yeah. Which is what he did before. And, you know, he, he's, he says something ridiculous. Like, oh, you know, now that I'm back, I don't want everything I do to be tied to the estate. And I'm like, well, then why Why are you suckling off of the aristocracy's teeth? He's just been, comrade. He's been on a semester abroad for like the past three years. Oh my God. Really obnoxious. Anyway, so he's around. Mary's thrilled that he's back. Mm -hmm. You know, Edith says, Tom the Peacemaker is back. And I'm like, what a (laughs) friend. Still can't go to Ireland. (laughs) They'll eat you alive. Yeah. Um, oh, Mrs. Hughes is dead. Long live Mrs. Hughes. Yes. So there's a brief three minute bit about how we have to call her Mrs. Carson now. And Carson's like, listen, idiots, <laughs> why don't you just call me Carson and her Mrs. Hughes since we never started calling Anna Mrs. Bates? Right. Well, she would have been Bates, but Bates was Bates. Yeah. 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 And it's not as, it's not that confusing because she was Mrs. Yeah, Carson. I know. I agree. Uh, but whatever. Hey. Look. I like Mrs. Hughes keeping her name professionally. Mm-hmm. It's unconventional. It is. Um, so they they have been on their honeymoon and they're given a party, right? Uh, downstairs, and the whole family, even the dowager, comes down. Yeah, and she says, "What it's is been she, twenty years since she'd been?" She down says there. she's like going to need a map or a compass <laughs> to find her yeah. way back out. So they have a very nice party. Mm-hmm. Everybody's there, and then Carson leaves the party to make sure they didn't leave anything in his room. He says because they moved all their all of the two of them stuff to the cottage that mm-hmm. they will now be living them. Uh, Andy did that with the maids. Yes. So he goes up to his room and he's just saying goodbye to his room. It's mm-hmm. been his room for God, what? 40 years. 
Probably. And he takes his, you know, name plate out of the holder. Yeah. And, you know, pocket it. And Jim Carter is such a great he actor. He really is. He's so great. Yeah. It is absolutely why he's the only supporting actor ever to be nominated from this show because mm-hmm. he's so good. Yeah. He I mean, and it. it's, it's a wordless scene. Yeah. There's yeah. no dialogue. It's absolutely. just him looking at his room. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even really go inside. No. Cause he, I like, think he, he knows he would be overwhelmed with emotion mm-hmm. if he did. He doesn't like do a whole thing about like looking at something or, you know, touching a desk or, you know, the sort of thing that might yeah. happen in no, that scene. No, he, he just looks at it. He just looks at it. And then he takes the thing and he heads out. Yeah. No, and it's going to be, you know, we don't have a sense of how the honeymoon went no. or how they're relating as husband and wife. So mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that we'll get some of that in the next episode. Yeah. It yeah. seems like in the next episode, the, the hospital business is coming to a head and hopefully a close. Yeah. Cause I'd really like to get back on the murder bell train. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Mert. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. We never decide. <laughs> no, I know it's good. Um, gotta be nice. Danker's back. Uh, wh- let's give thanks about no. this episode. This was the best episode so far. It was. This yeah. was a really wonderful episode. Yeah. It had enough glittery dinner parties and downstairs business. It was just, it was really old school Downton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, insofar as it can be without right. In- William and, uh, Sybil and Matthew. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, yeah, but I guess Dank, like, the only thing we saw is, like, Dr. Clarkson's like, oh, hello, and Miss Danker, like, bites his head off. Yeah, so God knows what's going on there. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, Mr. Spratt sent a letter to McGee for some reason. Oh. Was it about the Carson's cottage? I have no idea. Yeah, that happened, but then nothing really happened. Yeah. Anyway. So that's something that maybe. Uh, yeah, no danker. So that was lovely. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just, I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. It was such a good episode. Yeah, agreed. Five stars. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's that episode. Yep. We'll be back for the next one. (laughs) Uh, should be a little bit more timely. Yeah. Uh, than previous. We'll see. Yeah. You know, it's just where we managed to be at one o'clock on a Sunday. Indeed. Yep. All right. Well, uh, have a great week and we'll see you back next time. Yep.